Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen, and this is the ninth year for Talking Smooth Jazz. So thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us for these last nine years. I really appreciate all of the support. Um, Today... I am interviewing a saxophonist, Chase Huna, who is only 17 years old. He has a brand new CD, his debut release called On the Chase, and I am very excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Chase. Yeah. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I am doing well, doing very well. Thank you. Um, let me welcome to the chat room, Joe from Germany. We have a couple of guests in the chat room. So if you would like to join us in the chat room, just go to my uh, Facebook page and click on the link um, there for Chase Huna, and that will bring you into the show page. And below that is the chat room. Now, Chase, um, the first time I saw you was two years ago at Rick Grand's New Year's Eve party in Arizona. Uh, you were that with, was fun, um, wasn't it? Yes, that was a lot of fun and beautiful area, beautiful hotel. Yeah. My first time there, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, you were there with Will Donato. Great show, right. uh, absolutely great show. And then yeah. you were here, I believe it was last summer at the Government Center here in Las Vegas um, with oh, yeah. Will Donato yeah, as that, well. Yeah, that was cool yes. too. Yes, and it was. I was surprised to see you there because I do not think um, it was advertised that you were going to be there. So it was really a nice surprise no, I was, to see I you was there. There was a special guest with Will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. That was really nice to see you there and to see you on stage with with uh, Will. So yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah. But when I saw oh, you two you. years ago, I had been following you, you know, up until that point. But when I saw you in Arizona, I was like, wow, you just, you blew me away with your playing. I mean, you were what, like 15, 16 at the time, maybe 14 or something I like think, that? I think 15. If it yeah. was two years ago, 15, yeah. 15, yeah. So it was awesome. It was really good to see you there. So I'm, I'm enjoying you. that. I enjoyed that. And I'm really happy to have you on the show. Now, um, I'd kind of like to start with your background and how you got started playing the saxophone. Okay. Okay. Well, the first time, I don't know if anyone, anyone that's listening or Terry, if you might remember in say elementary school or middle school, there were these things kind of like plastic flutes. They were called recorders and they had them play. They had you play them in music class. And that was kind of like my introduction to music a little bit. I, I got a little good on the recorder so my dad saw that, and he was like, Chase, would you want a saxophone? And saxophone, just because it's kind of related to the recorder in a way, mm-hmm. playing-wise, wise everything. So I said, yeah, it'd be really cool. And my dad got me a saxophone for my 10th birthday. Okay. So that was now, that. Was that. And that was it. You fell in love with the saxophone, and it's been a love affair ever since. Yes, it has, yeah. 
Okay. Now, what about training and and, um, classes to learn how to play? Are you self-taught? Did you take any classes? The first, um, well, right when I started, the first two to two and a half years, I took private lessons. And then just from that, um, I quit that after the two and a half years and then just self-taught from there. And I've had other great saxophone people help me like Will Donato and, mm-hmm. and just a whole bunch of others like out here in the desert and just all around a whole bunch of people have mentored me and helped me along the way from there. Okay. Okay. And then what about school? Because you were, you're still a teenager and when you, I think right. you were 10 when you started playing. So what about in school when you got to junior high school or did you continue um, in the band there? Yeah, yeah, I've always been part of the the school bands, the school uh, jazz band, and it's it's cool. I still do it now. I'm a senior in high school now, but I still do it because it's it's cool because it's a bunch of my friends that play music, and we're all the same age and we play music. Usually, the people that I play with in Las Vegas or wherever, they're all two times, three times my age. So mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to get to be able to play with kids my age in, in the jazz band at school. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so now I mentioned um, that you were playing with Will Donato um, in Arizona and here in Las Vegas. Tell us how you met him. Uh, my dad had a friend, uh, and he ran this uh, delivery service, and he delivered some stuff to my dad one day and he was talking about this saxophone guy, Will Donato, and that he plays at the Hyatt in Indian Wells. And my dad told this guy that I play saxophone. So this guy says, Oh yeah, come in the Hyatt and uh, I'll get you to play with Will. And uh, so we go to the Hyatt. I'm like 13 at the time and it's a bar. So I'm not even supposed to be in there (laughs) and not even close to the age I'm supposed to be. So, Mm -hmm. We go in, and uh, the guy is there, and he he talks to Will and says, "Oh yeah, Will, can you get can you get this kid up here?" And Will let me up, and I played with him, and I've known Will ever since that that night yeah. at the Hyatt. Okay, yeah, he's kind of taking you under his wing along with uh, Steve Oliver, who is uh, yeah. the producer for Chase's new release on the Chase. Uh, let's talk about Steve and how you met him. Steve, well, I met him um, at the Ricky Lawson, if you remember, the Ricky Lawson Memorial yeah. Concert at uh-huh. Spagatini's, I think, three years back. Okay. I know it was in January, so I think three years ago it was where I met him at Spags. And um, he was, he actually went there with Will, and I was looking to work on a CD with someone, and Will had told me about Steve before I met him. And then he brought Steve to Spagatini that night. And we met and started talking about uh, that I wanted to be. And we just kind of hit it off from there. Okay, good. Well, good. Um, uh, Joe from Germany says Steve and Will, Steve Oliver and Will Donato are, are both masters on their instruments. Good to have such good mentors. So. Exactly, you're in They're good great. company with Paul. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. and I'm sure they have been. Yeah, I'm sure they've been guiding you along the way, 
uh, with the music and everything. So that's cool. So what was the conversation like between you and Steve uh, for the feel of On the Chase? For what do you mean, like the how did the, what what did you want the the vibe of on the chase to be like as your debut project? How did you want that to oh, okay. come across to the listeners? Okay, well since I'm um since I'm still young and like music wise, I like more energetic music and not not much as slow music. I'm more like energetic, upbeat mm-hmm. music. So mm-hmm. when we were writing on the face, we made sure uh, that every song was catchy, every song was upbeat, and just would grab a listener's attention. So that was our goal for every song, to be able to do it like that. Okay. Okay. Now, I read that you were able to read music at a really young age. Yeah. At, at 10, I guess, when I started. Because, mm. um. In the fourth grade, I read. I in, think it was the fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, in the fourth grade. Because, yeah. um, back to playing that recorder thing, they had us learn, uh, sheet music. And they had us learn the notes on, uh, on sheet music and everything. So I think that's the very first time I learned how to read music was in fourth grade playing the recorder. Okay. So before you met Steve and Will, were you writing um, your songs? Were you writing any music? You know, I was kind of, I was kind of trying to write some music, just like I had this, this music, this kind of fancy music book that I bought from like Barnes and Noble or something, and just writing ideas, kind of like singing ideas in my head and writing down ideas, but it, it wasn't really much of songwriting what I always used to do was um transcribe music so I'd mm-hmm. listen to a song and then write down the notes I've always been okay. able to do that since since I was 10 okay okay so now the the songs on on the chase these are all original songs that you and Steve wrote none of these songs are songs that you've written in the past no these are all Steve and Chase co-written songs, yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's listen to some of this music. When you called in, I was playing Never Giving Up on You, but before that, I played Mirage, and I really liked that one. So I'm going to start with that one. Tell me about Mirage. Okay. Mirage was the second song we wrote after it was, I remember the order. It was On the Chase, Mirage, Drive, and then, I mean, the list goes on, but Drive Mirage was the second song we wrote. And to, for this one, I remember telling Steve that I wanted a little more of, like, an electronic fusion feel to this one. And, what, I mean, everyone, once you listen to the song, you'll kind of get that feel. But that's when we started moving towards more electronic sounds in our songs that we wrote. Okay, all right. This is Mirage from Chase Huna's debut release on The Chase.
Oh, I like that. That is Mirage. That is from Chase's new release on Chase. Tell me who's working with you on this CD. It's, um, I believe, on that track. It was doing some uh, background vocals on that song. And um, it's got the Tank Hattendig on keys and Eric Valentine on drums. Oh, cool, cool. All right, so Joe yeah. made uh, Joe uh, posted another comment in the chat room. He says, that's great music. Sounds almost like the next Vincent and Gala. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, very nice. So now um, you are still in high school. I mean, you're 17. You're still in high school. You just released your debut project. Um, getting ready for finals probably in school or just starting school? or yeah. I mean, how are you keeping track of all of this, getting ready to promote a new CD, go out on tour? How are you keeping track of everything? You know, it's, it's really a bunch, and it kind of just all came at once this week, at the beginning of the year, all came at once. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm always finding time somehow to keep it all together. I'm I feel like I can time manage everything that's going on. So I'll, I'll be able to schedule things really easily. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, I can keep track of stuff is like that. Okay. Now I also read that you only missed one day of school. How and did you manage that? <laughs> It was like a music thing. It wasn't because I was like sick or just didn't want to go. It was a music. Um, geez, it must have. I think it was freshman year. My freshman year. It might have been the NAM show. Maybe going to the NAM show or something like that. But mm. we tried to explain. I remember we tried to explain to the school that okay, this is like a. It's an important thing that we're doing, and we get the the day off and the office. The main office for school is being really weird about it. Like, no, you can't. The only way you can get that back is going to Saturday school. I'm like, oh, well, there's going to be a bunch of – we knew that there was going to be a bunch of days that I'd eventually miss because of music, so we just kind of mm-hmm. left it alone. <laughs> mm, okay. Had, but it had yeah. not been for that day, you would have had perfect attendance. That's awesome. I remember I, yeah. had, perfect, I had a perfect attendance award. For the mm-hmm. for the whole um, my whole elementary school years and my whole middle school, the whole time I was in middle school as well. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now tell us about some of the artists that you've that worked with. Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've got parents that make sure I do that. Make yes. sure I go to school. So. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of the artists you've worked with um, at such a young age. Well, I have, there's a bunch. I've been able to play with Brian Simpson, Mark Antoine, Peter White, Jesse J, uh, Vincent Ngala, uh Steve Oliver, Rick Braun, Richard Elliott, Will Donato. And I mean, there's, there's a huge list. There's a really big list. But I mean, that's, that's so Oh, wow. That's awesome. You're doing really well. Doing very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the next song I'm going to play is Never Giving You Give, Never Giving Up on You. Tell me about this one. Okay. Well, 
this is the ballad of the CD. It's the only slow song. And every album has a slow song. So we just decided this is going to be it. So um, we've got Tatang, Cat and Dig as well, playing piano on the song. And it's more of like a, it's kind of a stripped down acoustic song. So it's got acoustic bass in it. And Steve, it's funny, Steve is playing a bunch of the instruments on this. He's so multi-talented. He's playing an acoustic bass on this. And I think there's drums, but like soft, light uh, brush drums on this track. So it's a real like love song that I hope everyone will like. Okay, this is Never Giving Up On You.
Never Giving Up on You from saxophonist Chase Hunas' debut release on the Chase. Very nice, Chase. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, one of the challenges of smooth jazz has always to try to bring in or target a younger audience. Um, you're 17. You just released your debut mm-hmm. project. Um, is this something that you have thought about in terms of uh, targeting a younger artist for your music, um, younger audience for your music? Yes, yes, it's been a huge thought. And um, every time we write a song, like every every time me and Steve would go in and write a song, we'd going back to making sure the songs are energetic and upbeat and mm-hmm. putting more electronic sounds in the songs because that's kind of, I know what kids might like. They like the... Yeah electronic dance music and the pop side of the pop genre. So that's the feel we kind of try to incorporate into this CD. Okay. To get a younger audience to listen to it. Okay. Now, are there any plans for you to play, you know, at venues and places that are mainly um, younger audiences, say maybe 25 and, and younger? Yeah, um, I do. I do play with an indie rock band that's stationed out of here, out of the desert, and um, they target like younger audiences, twenty-five mm-hmm. and under. But for mm-hmm. a solo project, playing um, definitely that's a goal for us to do sometime soon. Yeah, that would be good. Those kinds of audiences. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, there's you and there's Justin. Um, there's there's a lot of young artists that are coming on the scene now, smooth jazz artists that are coming on the scene. It'd be wonderful to be able to bring in a younger artist to the genre and introduce them right. to the music as well. Right. Yeah, right. definitely. And that's definitely a goal of mine to be able to do. Okay, good, good. All right, now, um, I read that when you were 10 years old, your first gig, and I had to laugh at this because I'm like, he's 10 years old playing his first gig, um, was at a place called Backstreet Bistro. So tell me how you got that at 10 years old. At 10 years old, that was kind of a mistake, actually. So my brother is actually friends with the son of the owners of the restaurant. So we kind of knew the owners of the restaurant already. So my dad found out that there was jazz music that was played there every Tuesday. And one Tuesday, it was the middle school jazz band. And this was when I was in fifth grade. I wasn't in middle school just yet. Middle school was uh, sixth grade, so the year after this. But um, my dad said, yeah, the, the middle school jazz band is playing over at this place, do you want to go watch? And I said, yeah, let's go do it. So we get over there, and um, we watch them for a little bit, and they're good, really good. And they go on break, and there's this uh, older guy who was playing bass with them who is kind of like in charge of everything going on with band, calling the songs and everything. So he sees me there, and it's kind of the the crowd they produce there is kind of the more retired, older crowd. And here's this 10-year-old just in the crowd watching. So he thinks, oh, he's probably with the middle school and everything. So 
he comes up and says, oh, what do, you, what do you play? And I said, oh, I play saxophone. And he asked, did you bring your horn? I said, yeah, I had it in the car. And he said, go get it. So I bring it in, and on the next set, he has me up there playing with the band, and none of the band kids know what's going on because, like, oh, who's this 10-year-old coming up here and playing? And that's how that happened. Really crazy story. Wow, that is good. That is good. Yeah. And now, did you play there anymore after that? I mean, I know you were only ten, but later in oh, yeah. later on, did you play them? Okay. Yeah, I used wow. to um, like when I was eleven and twelve, I'd go back and I'd go back every Tuesday, and play with the guys over there. Well, what were their first impressions of you at ten years old? Um, I don't know. I mean, they kept inviting me back to come and play, so they must have like had faith in me and stuff. But um, they were they were very nice. I remember uh, Bill is the the name of the guy who brought me up for the first time on stage ever, and he was very nice. And I feel like he had confidence in what I was doing. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. All right. I remember the first time I saw Vincent Ngala, it was at Spaghettini's. I think he was like um, 18 or 19 years old. And um, it was his solo show. And the band members were, you know, they were old enough to be, you know, his older brothers or his father or whatever. (laughs) And it just amazed me as I was sitting there watching him give them instructions on how to play his music. And I'm, I can see you doing that um, at your own solo show with a band that's older than you and you giving them instructions on how to play your music. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I I have done that before. I did have a show at Spagatini's when I was 15, my own solo show at Spagatini's. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, that was kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. It's like, wow. Look at this teenager up here, telling these seasoned artists how to play his music, <laughs> and they were probably like, yeah, this is a teenager we're backing here. So, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I love that. I love that. All right, uh, one more song, and this is the title track on the chase. Tell me about this one. On the chase, we wrote this. When I was 14 years old, and I remember going to the studio the first time we ever went to Steve's studio, and we got there, and he kind of already had the basis of the song already done, and he already had the name. So he said, oh, Chase, listen to this. And then after he said, okay, what do you think of this title? I was just thinking, and I wanted to think of something that, like I was thinking of your name, Chase, and he said that's such a cool name. So I was thinking, how about on the chase? And I was ready to pay him the money that was supposed to go towards the song just for the title of the song because it was so good. <laughs> but that's how it—that's kind of how it turned out. So he just came up with that, incorporating my name in there. All right, here's the title track, "On the Chase."
Oh, that is good. That's the title track on the chase. <laughs> oh, that is so good. So good. Yeah. Joe said, yes, he's definitely an up-tempo guy. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. He also says, thumbs up. The bass is on fire, and I love the keyboardist as well. Love the keys. That's oh, really good. yeah. Tang's Tang playing on that one again. He's great. He's really yes. great. That's really good. Good good song. Good song. Thank you. All right. Okay, so now what, what do you have um, planned for touring and shows? What's coming up next? Okay. Well, um, my next show I think would be January 26th. We were talking about this earlier. January 26th. It is my first CD release party. I'm going to be having a whole bunch all over Southern California, but this is going to be the first one. It's going to be in the desert, in Palm Desert, at Backstreet Bistro, the first place I ever played. Mm-hmm. And uh, so January 26th at 7 o'clock p.m., and I've got a great band behind me. I've got um, not very well known in the contemporary jazz, more like blue. It's more of a blues band that's out here. Um, Deanna Bogart, who plays keys and saxophone, great, great blues player. Uh, Oh, I lost drum. Oh, okay. You're, you're oh, going you in there? and out a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. Am I there? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. So we've got Deanna Bogart on uh, on keys, Bob Gross on bass, and Jay Lewis on drums. And these are guys that these were like the first guys I ever played with when I played at Backstreet Bistro. So this is like the original group. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I hope everyone can come out see the release party. Okay. Now, are you booked on any festivals this year? Um, Not just yet. Not just yet. Okay. We, we're, we're hoping and to be booked on a few. Um, coming up pretty soon, but not just yet. Okay. All right. All right. I, I saw that your website is under construction, um, so that yeah. should be, you know, we should be looking forward to seeing that. But let everyone else know where they can find you on social media. Okay. Well, on social media, I've got a Facebook page and Instagram page, Twitter page. And I'm always posting my upcoming shows and where I'm at, what I'm doing next, and what's going on with the CD and all all good stuff. So if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you'll always be updated with what we're up to. Okay. All right, cool. Well, Chase, I just want to say congratulations to you on this debut project. Um, and if the, the three songs that I played are any indication, I think you have a hit on your hands here. Um, so oh, kudos you. to you and Steve, yes, for putting out a really good project. So congratulations thank to you, you on that. It's been very fun working on it. It's yeah. I hope everyone yeah. enjoys that. I really do. Yeah, and I hope um, Las Vegas will bring you back either at the Government Center or hopefully at Aliante um, Hotel Casino. They will bring you in. So I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, I look forward to see seeing that you are coming back to Las Vegas. So that'll be nice. Yeah, that'll Vegas was nice. fun last year. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that, seeing you there. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much, Terry. It's been great. All right. 
Now, before I let you go, I'm going to close the show with another song. So I'm going to um, play uh, Pure. Tell me about this one. Okay. Well, this is the um, this is the radio single that's being played all over the country right now, and I guess all over the world. It's getting a whole bunch of play in the UK and everything. But this is a brand new radio single, the first song on the CD, and okay. this has Steve playing guitar, Eddie Reddick actually playing bass, and Eric Valentine on drums. All right. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. You have a great day, and um, I will definitely be keeping my eye out on you. Yes. Thank you so much, Terry. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right. That was saxophonist Chase Huna. His debut release is called On the Chase. Um, It is on Amazon and um, iTunes, so definitely check that out. And uh, follow him on social media at Chase Huna across the board, Twitter, Facebook, and, and Instagram. Um, I want to thank those in the chat room for joining me. Joe from Germany. Joe, it's nice to see you again. I hope you had a great new year. Um, so thank you for tuning in. It's all the guests. Thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow, I will be talking to saxophonist Justin Young. He has a brand new CD out called Blue Soul. So definitely want, um, want to tune in for that. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen, and you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Join me again tomorrow, and I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz again with you. This is Pure. Thanks again, Chase. Thank you, Terry. It's been great. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.